Hey, welcome back for another episode of Porn Brain Rewire with me, Dr. Trish Lee. I'm so glad to have you here today because today we are going to talk about if your uniqueness is keeping you stuck in porn addiction, and likely it is. So we're going to break down three things here today. Number one, we're going to talk about a concept in addiction recovery that is called terminal uniqueness. And I know when I first learned about this concept, my synapses just started firing because I'm like, I always think it's the wildest thing when a thing I always thought about myself has a name and is an aspect of recovery or whatever else. In my journey, I know it's blown my mind where I'm like, there's a name for that. And people have been working on that for decades. And I've always felt that way. So terminal uniqueness is one thing that really hit me hard. And I'm hoping it's going to hit you hard too, to move you forward in leaving porn behind. So we're going to talk about number one, terminal uniqueness. Number two, caught up in the definition of terminal uniqueness, Terminal uniqueness, say that five times fast, is the idea of specialness. So we're going to break down what it means to be special too. Then we're going to move on to the brain pattern that is associated with porn addiction and porn recovery because it's part of the solution of getting over terminal uniqueness. And then of course, number three, because there's specialness is a 0.5, it's 1.5. Number three is your brain hack strategy for today, which is going to be finding common ground. So I'm really excited to dig into this. So let us do so without further ado. Okay, so number one, terminal uniqueness. What is it? Terminal uniqueness is a concept in addiction recovery that talks about the idea that any given person thinks that their situation is unique or that it's special, or it's different from every other person that is dealing with the same addiction or the same situation that they're dealing with. So it means you're so unique that there's no way recovery can work for you. That's the terminal aspect, terminal uniqueness. I'm so special, there's no way that a program's going to help me because my shiza stinks more than other people's. And I know when I was younger, especially as I started to deal with difficult things in my own life, I would think to myself, you know, wow, dang, this is big stuff that no other person has to deal with. And then, of course, I began to meet other people who were dealing with things that were you know, maybe what I consider to be bigger or equally big. And what I've now learned is it's just different. We all have our own shizer and it all stinks. So it doesn't make us so unique that we can't get the help that we need to get to the other side. So we are special, but we aren't simultaneously. And we're going to break that down next. But I just want you to understand that the idea of being terminally unique means I'm so unique that I can't be helped. And especially when it comes to porn addiction and recovery, there is a formula for this. There is a blueprint of what's happening for a person, even though the variables might be a little bit different for any given person. And you know what happens to me all the time is I do consultations. So if you're interested in talking to me personally, I still offer a few slots a week because I really wanna be there for you 
if you have never told anybody that you struggle with porn or some other sexual acting out behavior, you can tell me and I can handle it. I can help you. I can be the listener or I can offer you, you know, advice. And the advice is going to be get into my program, not for sales, but for the point that I've put together the program to help everybody in this formula and everybody who's wrapped up in this understand that it really is a puzzle. And the way I think about it is porn addiction recovery is like a big giant puzzle and it has a lot of pieces, but the pieces are all the same for the most part for any given person who's wrapped up in porn. That's the truth. So when you learn what all the puzzle pieces are, and then you learn to put those pieces into place, my goal in my 90-day program is that you can snap all the puzzle pieces into place within 90 days. But if you're not able to do that, what you can do is put together most of the puzzle and now understand which few puzzle pieces are going to be a little bit more difficult for you to snap into place and to double down on those last few. And if you need support, you can reach out for more support to get those last few puzzle pieces into that puzzle because that's what it takes to succeed. But the idea here in terminal uniqueness is there's a puzzle and the puzzle is very much the same for every single person. So you're not terminally unique and you're not so different and you're not so special that a program won't work for you, especially my program that is designed very intentionally with all the pieces of the puzzle. Now, before I move on to specialness, I just wanted to talk about, you know, kind of my own uh, experience with the idea of terminal uniqueness in that, you know, the way that we grew up and kind of the way we conditioned ourselves, the way we were programmed when we were young, it does make it so that then you go into a life where you continue to be terminally unique or feel it at least. And so like for me, I grew up in a family of three boys and three girls. Very chaotic, lots going on. I have a lot of aunts and uncles. I have a lot of cousins. I don't even know how many. You know, we came from a really big Irish Catholic family. So in Irish Catholic families, it is big, tons of family. It, you know, it has culturally, it has some aspects to it that other cultures don't. But, you know, that's the culture I grew up in. So like without even knowing it, that's the culture that I created in my adulthood because I hadn't really like expo been exposed to or experienced other cultures or just other ways of living. So unironically, you know, I have a family of three boys and three girls. And at the beginning, when they were young, I was kind of just recreating the life that I grew up in, which was chaotic and overwhelming. And as the years passed, I decided and I wanted to you know, get into personal transformation and recover my inner child and find out who she really is before she was programmed in that family culture. And I've spent my adulthood doing just that. And what it's done is it's created a ripple effect of change with my children. So I don't run my home the way the home that I lived in was run because I'm always trying to change things. But my point about that is that, you know, coming from a big family and Coming from a family of six kids and having a family of six kids is unique in today's day and age. So it was always like a badge of honor, even though I was 
exhausting myself recreating my childhood and make trying to ensure I was just as exhausted as my parents were until I had a framework change is that, you know, I grew up in a unique way that felt good to me, even though it was chaotic. So I recreated that uniqueness being a super busy mom. And then on top of it, I went out of my way to become highly educated, which is highly unique, you know, and my kids will mock me and I'm like, yeah, how many, how many highly educated women are there in the whole world? Not many. So that does put me into a unique, uh, you know, bracket there. I own my own company that is unique. You know, there's less women out there who do that while raising all of these children. So like I keep putting myself into unique situations. Now, the reason I want to share that with you is because you probably do some of that too. You know, you own your own business or you are, you know, working at a degree so that you can do something unique. You might be a missionary, which is cool. And I've never done that. You might have something really unique going on that you think it makes it so that you can't engage in recovery or you might not be successful or you don't need it. So right now, before we move on, I would like you to get out your journal, get out your pleather journal, get out your Savorsky crystal pen. If you don't have one, get one. They're great. And so get out your journal and think, what things about myself do I think are so unique or so special or so different that recovery might not work for me? And I'll tell you some of the things that I've heard. And I want to go back to what I was talking about in the consults because I get on the consults all the time. And, you know, all these different men will say to me, you know, I, first of all, I don't, you know, I don't really want to have to share this with you, but I have this thing going on and they think it's the worst thing I could have possibly ever heard. And they don't understand. I've heard it a thousand times before, literally a thousand times before, whether it be, you know, how much porn they consume, the type of porn they consume, if they have fetishes that they've been consuming porn for 40 years, that they watch porn every single night, that they masturbate five times a day, like all the things that people think make them terminally unique, I hear every single week in the consultations that I do. It's not terminally unique. It is what it is. It's canonical. My son Declan keeps overusing the word canonical to mean it just is what it is. And it is what it is. It's part of this process. Escalation is part of this process. Yes, it's going to be individualized, but it is a puzzle that we need to learn about all the puzzle pieces and snap them into place. And consuming porn, and if it's not porn, if it's sexual acting out in a different way, the puzzle is still the same. So you are not terminally unique, but I want you to think about what pieces of your life and what you have going on make you think that you are. Okay, so get that down in your journal and then let's move on to 1.5 today. We're doing a halfsy. So 1.5 is the idea of special. And uh, to your dismay, I'm about to break out into song as I like to do. And actually I was thinking about the concept special a while ago when I heard the song by Lizzo and somebody else where she sings, if, if nobody told you today, you're special, you know, that song. And it made me think that, you know, we all need to hear that we're special and we're not specially different from everybody. 
we're specially similar, but in our own way. And I'd like to explain that. Because thinking we're too special comes from ego. And a recovery journey is about coming out of ego, ego and anchoring yourself into your true authentic self. Little Trish, little you, the person that is free of ego and is just living their best life and rocking it out and just being themselves, whether other people like it or not, and not putting on airs and not needing validation from other people and just feeling good about living their own life. That's authentic living. Ego is, I'm so special, I need other people to tell me I'm special. Authentic living is, I'm taking up the perfect space that was meant for me in the universe. And it also inherently doesn't add judgment to it. I don't think I'm better than you. I don't think I'm worse than you. I think I'm fortunate to have figured out what my space in this world is. And then I've had the courage to fill it up and to keep coming back to it every single day or most days that is. So that's what special is. You're specially similar to all your brothers and sisters out there. And we are part of a unique community across the world of people who, you know, it takes a tribe, it takes a village to support each other. So you play your special part. So if you're a loan officer, you're giving people loans. That's your special part. If you're a baker, you're making beautiful cupcakes. That's your special part. If you're an auto mechanic, you're fixing cars. That's your special part. If you like to make YouTube videos and try to inspire the world to be a better place by healing their brain, that's your special part. We all have our special parts, but making sure we get into it is really, really cool. And making sure we don't need other people to tell us how magnificent we are because magnificence is ego. But having people show up and appreciate the fact that you're, you've settled into your special place in the world. Now that's a beautiful thing. I got an email yesterday from, actually, I don't think every mouth back, but I will from somebody who sent me an email. I get them all the time. Somebody telling me, I just found your work and I've been watching your videos. They've already started to help me. I can't thank you enough for making these videos. That's because when I was called in my heart to make a YouTube video and tell the world that porn damages your brain, I had the courage to do that. And I continue to show up every day doing it because it's really, really important to me. I seriously think it's my mission. Why I'm here is to help you leave porn behind so you can be the best version of yourself and contribute in your special way. This special message is my job. This is the main thing I'm here to do. So that's why I don't want you to think you're terminally unique, that you can't come out of this thing. I want you to realize you're perfectly special. That's exactly why you need to come out of porn addiction, because porn is dragging you out of your specialness and it is terminal, in fact. Okay, so I'm not gonna beat the special horse, any dead horse any longer, but I want you to know, I really hope you find your special place in this world and you get the joy out of showing up to fill that space every day because it's amazing when you figure out who your true authentic self is and you have the courage to do it. Okay, 
Moving on to number two. Number two is the brain patterns. There's two of them because I've been doing a lot of research on erectile dysfunction. I've been studying brain patterns for the last couple months. So in my videos, historically speaking, there's over 750 videos on YouTube. I always talk about the pendulum brain. And that is in fact the brain pattern of a person who is stuck in the porn cycle. So just to reiterate it, if you've heard me say it before, it's the short version that basically there's a 4D cycle of porn, meaning that when you feel the dopamine drip, D number one, and you have an urge or craving to go back to porn or to masturbation or whatever it might be, that urge is the dopamine dripping in your brain and your brain is calling you back to scratch the itch for more dopamine because the dopamine started to flow. Then as you move towards that behavior, there's a dopamine deluge, which means it's a flood of dopamine. It starts to make your brain feel great, but unfortunately it is desensitizing the dopamine receptors in the reward center in your brain, but you're feeling good. That's D number two in the 4D cycle. D number three is the dopamine drowning. So the longer or the more frequent, the more intense, the longer and the more dopamine you give your brain, you desensitize those dopamine receptors through a dopamine drowning, tons and tons of dopamine. And what happens there is on the other side of the dopamine drowning where you feel all numbed out is a dopamine deficit. So now it's time to go to work it's time to see your honey, it's time to play with your kids, it's time to go have some fun with your friends, and you don't want to. You're unmotivated because there's not enough dopamine, and you're cranky because there's excessive cortisol. That's the 4D cycle of pornography consumption, and the pendulum effect brain pattern is one that is swinging back extra fast, stressed out mode, and extra slow, overwhelmed, fatigued, burnt out mode. So if you're stuck in the pendulum brain, your brain's swinging back and forth like a pendulum. And just like a pendulum, the further your brain swings out with the extra fast stress mode, the further it will swing back to that overwhelmed, feeling slow, sluggish, and around and around the 4D cycle goes. So that is brain pattern number one. That is the brain pattern of porn addiction and being wrapped up in the porn cycle. It is not unique. It's a pattern. It's systematically what's happening in people's brains across the world. It's happening to your brain if you are still caught up in the porn cycle. Now, I told you about the dopamine drowning phase. The dopamine drowning phase is when your brain's really, really drowned out in dopamine. It desensitizes those dopamine receptors. What I now know is that this is increasing that medium speed in the middle, which if that medium speed is achieved through a healthy mode, that's the optimal pattern. But if it's achieved artificially through this unhealthy mode, it leads to erectile dysfunction, to low libido, to sexual performance issues, to lack of motivation, to feeling depressed. It leads to feeling terrible. And that is the second pattern that's associated with the porn cycle. 
It tends to happen after more porn use and especially edging or intense porn use. And it happens as a person's coming out of the porn cycle if they're not using a lot of the rewiring strategies then their brain will get stuck in this slump as it's not getting more dopamine from the 4D cycle. Hopefully you're following me on that one. Pattern number one, 4D cycle pendulum effect. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. But if you stop watching porn and you're not giving your brain the dopamine that it wants and you're trying to stay out of the screen and you're feeling really low and you're feeling depressed and you're feeling unmotivated, you have erectile dysfunction, you have sexual performance issues, that is a drowned out brain. I call it drain brain. So we have pendulum brain and drained brain. Drain brain basically has too much medium speed and it's stuck in neutral mode and it has to be trained down. And time doesn't always make it go down. This is what I now know because I work with people who left porn behind two years ago, but they still haven't been able to alleviate the erectile dysfunction because the brain is still stuck in neutral mode. It needs to be jimmied into go mode again at the perfect level of arousal. Okay, so those two brain patterns are not unique. They are patterns. They are what is at the core of a pornography habit and the difficulties that ensue when you try to leave porn behind. So again, this is systematized. You're not terminally unique. The stuff that's happening to you is happening to millions of other people who are trying to leave porn behind. I hear the stories week in and week out. So I want you to know there is a puzzle to figure this out, that we can do this together. So let's move on to number three, which is your brain hack strategy for the day. Number three is you have to find common ground. So you already identified in your journal using your swank pen, you already identified what you think might be some of your terminally unique factors. Now I want you to figure out what is actually your specialness your healthy, true, authentic specialness. Obviously, mine is showing up here for you. And I, one of my sons is going to school for engineering. You should have seen him doing this physics class experiment, one that would have blown my mind, but he was enjoying every minute of it. All this math and science combined, really, really cool. So what is it that does it for you and that you wanna to contribute to the world? The way I think about specialness is, we all have something to learn here and we all have something to share here and those things are different. What do you have to learn? What do you have to share? It's your specialness. Are you doing that? Are you taking up that space perfectly, perfectly special? Okay, so then the common ground leads us to looking around the room and realizing all these other people are taking up their space or they're not because basically the whole world needs recovery. It's the very few person who is actually specially taking up the space they were designed and they want to be taking up. So those people need recovery. Now going back to you is find common ground. So we're gonna do it in two ways. Number one is look around and realize everybody around you is trying their best to do what you're doing. And the people who are acting out of ego, 
They need the magnificence because they haven't found their specialness. That's how it goes. And that you're going to try to find your specialness and you're going to extend grace to those people who haven't found theirs yet and are operating out of ego. And you're going to anchor into spending time with people who are finding their specialness because that will be your jam. Finding healthy colleagues and healthy friends and people who are trying to be the best version of themselves, that's how recovery begins and succeeds, by finding the right people. But number two is you have to get into a program that has all the right pieces. You're not unique enough to not need that program. What is, you know, kind of nails in the coffin for some people is they think that the program won't work for them, that they're too far gone, and that it will take so long to come out of porn that why even bother? That's terminal uniqueness. Or that, you know, programs are silly and you don't need one. You can do it yourself. Terminal uniqueness. Because the longer you stay in that space of trying and not succeeding, the less likelihood you're actually going to get to the other side of this thing. It takes a lot of strength and courage from the inside to go, yeah, I'm caught up in this thing and there's people who know how to get me out of it. And if it's not my program, find a program that resonates with you and has the pieces of the puzzle. So before I end for the day, I want to share with you the common ground that needs to be found the pieces of the puzzle, the puzzle in porn addiction that need to be popped into place to recover. And I organize them in a way of unwire, rewire, and hardwire because it's true. That's what we need to do. So in the unwire phase, the pieces of the puzzle are you have to have a solid plan on how you're going to stay out of the screen. It will not come easy for many people and it might not come easy for you. You need a plan and you need to implement that plan and you need to stay consistent. You're not going to stay motivated, but you're going to stay disciplined. And having that commitment and the discipline and the tools to follow through using the plan. I call mine a pivot plan. I call it fences that you need to put up. You figure out what you need to succeed so you can get to the other side of the urges and the cravings. That's the unwiring of the need for the 4D cycle. And if you're not rewiring simultaneously, that process can be not for the faint of heart. So in the second portion, I'm going to go back to one other thing in the unwire in a second, but the second section of the program is to begin to rewire your brain towards the optimal pattern. And so if you're caught up in the pendulum brain, you really need to increase that medium speed. If you've tipped into erectile dysfunction and really feeling depressed and unmotivated, you likely need to decrease that medium speed. So in my program, I always encourage people to get the brain training headband. There's a webpage on my website about it. I don't sell it. I advocate for it. And if you purchase the headband using the link on my website, I'll tell you where it is in a second, if you use that link, you get the best pricing possible always because I'm an ambassador for the Muse company and they give my people the best pricing. So basically on the website, if you go to Neurofeedback Coaching, you tab down and there's a tab there that says Muse Headband. And I share how I use the Muse Headband, which is different than other people use it. And that way you can use that by yourself. You don't have to join the program if you purchase it. Um, the discount shows up in the checkout 
It's a little late for the discount to show up for my liking, but that's the way the company does it. So when you look for that discount, look for it all the way at the end and check out. Um, but if you join my 90 day program, I teach you how to use that brain training headband so that you know how to use it well. And of course, using it well and understanding how to, excuse me, interpret the brain training graphs that, sorry, I'm choking. The brain training graphs that the system generates. When you know how to read that data and interpret it, it can be really powerful for not only motivating you forward, but understanding where your brain is at on any given time. So I teach you how to do that in the program, but you can get the headband independently if that's something you want to do instead. Okay, so back to the unwire section. What happens in the unwire section also is really digging into the programming from the past and exploring some of the patterns that I kind of talked about at the beginning of this episode for myself, like not even realizing that my family structure and the way that I uh, fell in it, that that had really impacted me a lot and just changed the way that I moved through the world. So when it comes to our programming, it's nature, nurture, and navigation. So nature is our brains don't fall far from the tree. Our brain patterns are very similar to our parents and our siblings. Nurture is how they interacted with you can change the way that you've grown up. Navigate is the way you navigated those situations. You program yourself. So you have to look at those those three things and especially look at the environment you grew up in and the way you navigated that environment. And it's pretty wild when you see your own patterns from your childhood that you might still be using. And those are defense mechanisms and they're survival mode patterns. And I don't want anybody staying in survival mode. I want you to get to thrival mode. So for you to be able to thrive, you have to stop surviving. If you're always surviving, you can't thrive. And trust me, I have to tell myself this uh, sometimes. I have to remind myself that's totally a survival behavior. And if you do that, you're just going to survive. Do you want to survive, sister? No. Do you want to thrive? Yes. What are you going to do? Take the step to get into thrival mode. And it's what I do. But sometimes I have to talk myself, uh, you know, in that way. So that's what I want you to realize is that undoing past trauma Undoing past family dysfunction, neglect, patterning, programming, just thinking of, of it that way is a big part of the unwire section. It can be multiple pieces of the puzzle for some people. Some people, it's a big piece of the puzzle. So think about that. So you need your unwire plan to stay away from porn. You need to figure out your past programming and how to change it in the future from survival to thrival. Then when you get into the rewire section, you can train your brain using technology with the headband. And there's tons of strategies in terms of how to rewire your brain using your mind and your body, using all the techniques that are proven by science. And there's many, 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 many of them. And in there, you're learning how to unconsciously, subconsciously, and consciously rewire your brain. Then in the hardwire section is figuring out what the foundation of a life of integrity looks like for you, because you're not terminally unique. You're special. So what does that awesome life look like for you and how do you maintain it on a hourly, minute, daily, weekly basis? What does your ideal day look like and how are you going to make it happen for yourself? What choices are you going to make that are different so you get new outcomes? 
That's what this is about. That's the hardwiring section. Setting goals, big, hairy goals that excite you. And then you go after them because they're authentic and true to that true special self of yours. And why not? We only get to ride around on this marble floating in space one time. So we might as well take this baby out for a spin, right? And let's have some courage and go after it. Let's go after that specialness together and, and common ground. And then when we do that, we have to make sure we're keeping stress at bay. Because even though stress is an illusion, dang, that baby can try to take you out at all times. Having a solid plan to make sure it doesn't take you out is part of the foundation to make sure you never go back to porn again. All right, so before I wrap up today, I want you to realize there's a formula for this thing. I know the formula and it's complex. It's not simple. So if you are listening to my videos and you're listening to my podcast and you're trying some things, the YouTube video in this podcast, it's like a library that I've designed and I'm trying to show up for you every single week here. Uh, within the chaos I've uniquely designed for myself and I'm always trying to undesign, I'm showing up here for you. This is the library. I've been a college professor for a really long time. The course that I've created, the 90-Day Complete Essential Guide, as I call it, that program is the college course on how to leave porn behind. It's designed very intentionally for you to move through beginning, middle, and end. So if you are feeling inspired Get into the program. It will serve you. You will be able to be successful if you pop all those puzzle pieces into the puzzle. Okay, I hope this helps you out. If you want to spend time with me in a consultation, please go over to my website. Uh, there's on the methods page and on the contact page for sure, there is a tab to schedule a consultation. In that consultation, I can point you in a direction, especially if you've never told anybody about your struggle. It's a great place to start. And um, if not, join me here next week on the next episode so that we can keep moving you forward in your porn brain rewire. And as always, remember, control your brain or it'll control you.